In the name of Jesus, amen. Well, first of all, children and young people, again, thank you for that wonderful telling of the story of the good news of a Savior who comes to this earth to bless us with forgiveness and life. Thank you so very, very much. And I remember being in such kinds of Christmas programs. In fact, where we grew up, we called it the Christmas pageant. And we only got one song, it seems like to me. We got one song, and we kind of stitched the whole story around that one song. That one song was, From heaven above to earth I come. All 800 verses of it. <laughs> it seemed interminable. And you have to understand, it was Christmas Eve. And I had places to go, and things to do, and people to see. But there I was, locked up. Locked up at Emmaus Lutheran Church in North Denver. Locked into a pew. And I, I had to break out. Now, you have to understand, I told you it was Christmas Eve. And where I lived, our house didn't have a chimney for St. Nicholas to get in. And so... According to the story I was told, he had to sort of start early. And so on Christmas Eve, he started kind of in our neighborhood, getting into the house while we were all at the Christmas service. Who would free me from this prison of impatience? Who would set me free from this indulgence, this self-indulgence where I had to get home to see what was left under the tree for me? From heaven above to earth I come. Only 799 verses to go. Of course, not nearly as serious a prison was that that we see John the Baptist in today. Look at your bulletin cover. You can see his bars. We get to listen in today as he talks with his disciples. When he says to him, he says, well, go ask him for yourselves. Go ask if he's the one or if we should be looking for another. So they do. And Jesus answers. The only way he can answer, he says, look at all the prisoners I've already set free. The blind receive their sight. The lame walk. Lepers are cleansed. The deaf hear. The dead are raised up. And the poor have the good news preached to them. Now, I don't know if John really had his doubts or if he and Jesus had worked up some sort of a tag team thing like you see on the NBA where they're driving down the court to make a point. I don't even know if John's disciples got the point, or Jesus' disciples for that matter. From heaven above to earth I come to bear good news to every home. Only 798 verses left to go, because there I am, little seven-year-old Peter, stuck in a pew, stuck in my prison, eight years old, nine years old, 10 years old, 13-year-old Peter. 21-year-old Peter, 35-year-old Peter, 59-year-old Peter, 66-year-old Peter and locked up and in a hurry. And so are you, locked up and in a hurry. 
with places to go and people to see and things to do. And just like John's prison was named for the king who put him there, Herod, so your prisons are named by what put you there, your prison of fear or of worry, your prison of doubt or anger, of bitterness, of sadness, of loneliness, your prison of addiction or covetousness, and countless other things that lock us in their grip. And you've got to break out and you've got to bolt. But you see, that prison is strong. Stronger than John's. And holidays like Christmas, well, they don't, they don't really release us from those prisons. Like many hope, you know, you'll hear people say, well, this year will be different. Usually isn't it. Often only makes matters worse. When your Christmas isn't white, but dark. Or when your hopes and your dreams, or the hopes and dreams of those that you know, fall short and come crashing down. The, the prisons get darker and deeper. And that's why, well, that's why the, his, the holidays historically show us a kind of an uptick in the incidence of suicides. People don't see any way out of their prisons and they think, well, if Christmas with all of its joy and all of its happiness and all of its hope can't set me free, well, then nothing can. But you see, Christmas can. Not the trees and lights and gifts Christmas. Not the carols and decorations Christmas. Not not the things will be different this year Christmas, but the Christmas that Advent has been preparing us for. The Emmanuel Christmas. The God with us Christmas. The Jesus Christmas. For He is the one who came for exactly this purpose. To set prisoners free. From heaven above to earth I come to bear good news to every home. Glad tidings of great joy I bring. Isaiah, he spoke of it. He spoke of setting people free. We heard it this morning. Opening the eyes of the blind and the ears of the deaf and loosing the legs of the lame and the tongues of the mute. And he spoke of setting creation free as well. You know that business about streams in the desert. And suddenly... What was dead comes absolutely to life all over the place. But all of this life, all of this healing, is not what Jesus came to do. It's only a sign of who he is. See, the freedom that he has come to provide is much bigger, much better than all of that. He comes with the freedom of eternity. Now, it's not easy for us to think about eternity. That's why we procrastinate. Don't you see? It's harder to think of the future than it is the present. That's why we cling to the things of this world because it's harder to think of unseen things than those things that we can hold on to and grasp. It's hard to think of tomorrow when this mantra of our world, this mantra that says, I need it yesterday, shackles brains. Actually, 
we're the ones who are standing before Jesus saying, are you the one or should we be looking for another? And Jesus answers with the words of the prophet. And the prophet says that the coming one will set all things free and not just with healing, but more. He comes with a path. He comes with a way of life. He says, a highway shall be there and it shall be called the way of holiness, which sounds exactly like what it is we're looking for. We can walk on that highway. You can. I can. But not because we are holy enough. Not because we are free enough or wise enough. But because we have been bought and paid for with the blood of the Lamb. The blood shed by Jesus on that cross. That's the blood that sets us free. That's the blood that washes us from all of our sins. That's the blood that sets us free from our foolish ways and puts us on His way. His way to life eternal. Don't you see? You are ransomed. You are paid for. You are bought back and then set free to walk on His highway. Released from the prisons of sin and death. Not just healing for a while until the next trouble or the next sadness comes along, but joy in the midst of trouble. Hope in the midst of sadness. Promise in the midst of uncertainty. Life. Life in the midst of death. Because... The very reason there is a Jesus is because the Son of God came down from heaven to join us in our prison of sin and death and be with us here. Pastor Ryan has been teaching us and skilling us about the God who comes down to us. No other God does that. He comes down to be laid into a manger because there's no room for him in the inn. He comes down to live a life of homelessness. He had no place to lay his head. He comes down to be rejected by friend and foe and family members all alike. He comes down to be accused and arrested and imprisoned and sentenced to death. Yeah, death. He comes down to be wherever it is that you are, to be with you there, so that where he is, you may be. Including the grave. That grave which shouted at the disciples, well, I guess he wasn't the one. You'll just have to go look for another. And that Din was in their ears until the third day when that grave burst forth and here was Jesus risen from the dead. And though the disciples still experienced what Jesus did, rejection, abuse, prisons, even death, yet they were set free. No matter what happened to them, they couldn't be imprisoned for they belonged to Jesus. His victory was theirs. 
His joy was theirs. His life was theirs. And you know, it's the same for you. You are free in Jesus. Jesus, the coming one, the Jesus of Christmas, so that no matter what happens to you, you cannot be imprisoned. You belong to Jesus. His victory is your victory. His joy is your joy. His life is your life. Amen? Amen. And now, please rise, and we join in singing the offertory.